Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb. And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. We cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot, Heaven's Gate, the Lars Midtank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine, just to name a few. You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. In 1979, someone recorded everything. I'm Jason Horton, and this is Strange Year. At the end of the 1970s, we saw the death of Disco and Sid Vicious. There was the Iranian hostage crisis, and Pink Floyd let us know that we were just another brick in the wall. However, a 30-year-old journey began that made 1979 a strange year. Marion Stokes, November 1979. Uh, I'm thinking maybe some of the offices around here at CNN maybe looked like with the, with the various televisions and, and things of that nature. I have to come back to you and ask you why she did this. But first, Roger, to you, because, Roger, you run the TV portion uh, of the Internet Archive in San Francisco. And just tell me, how rare is this this collection from Marion Stokes? Because, it, and also in terms of worth, did I read it's, it's, its estimated worth is in the millions? Marion Stokes was secretly recording television 24 hours a day, for over 30 years. Although she got her start a few years previous, Marion Stokes single-handedly recorded thousands of hours of television news footage commencing with the Iranian hostage crisis. According to her son Michael, she hit record and never stopped. She began recording in her home at the Barclay Condominium in Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The tapes had been distributed among nine additional apartments she purchased solely for storage purposes during her life. Later, they passed on to her children, into storage, and finally to the California-based archive. Although no one knew it at the time, the recordings Stokes made, from 1975 until her death in 2012, are the only comprehensive collection preserving this period in television media history. The year 1980 brought the launch of CNN and the 24-hour news cycle, and as many as eight tapes were recording at once in Marion Stokes' apartment. She would record news broadcasts, commercials, and everything in between on multiple networks. Many people assume that television networks held on to everything they aired, but that wasn't the case. Studios were constantly erasing and recycling broadcast tapes in order to save money and free up storage space. Marion Stokes was no stranger to television. She was an activist archivist and had been a librarian with the Free Library of Philadelphia for nearly 20 years before being fired in the early 1960s, likely for her work as a Communist Party organizer. From 1968 to 1971, she co-produced Input, a Sunday morning talk show, airing on the local Philadelphia CBS affiliate with John S. Stokes Jr., who would later become her husband. Input brought together academics, community and religious leaders, activists, scientists, and artists to openly discuss social justice issues and topics of the day. In addition to her son Michael and her husband, Stokes' nurse, secretary, driver, and stepchildren were enlisted to insist her around-the-clock task of capturing every moment on television. She would often involve them in active conversations, asking those around her what they thought about the issues of the day and how they were being handled on broadcast television. Having been surveilled by the government for her early political activism, she and her first husband, Melvin Metellitz, had attempted to defect to Cuba before splitting up. Stokes was exceedingly cautious about her recordings while she was alive. She was an early adopter of Apple Incorporated. However, she never sent an email in her life. She managed to convince the rest of the Stokes family to buy Apple stock, 
She funneled those funds into her recording project and the massive storage space she required as a sole force behind it. Marion Stokes died on December 14, 2012, at age 83, and had she been recording that day, she would have recorded the Sandy Hook school shooting. A year after Marion Stokes died, her son gave the collection to the Internet Archive in San Francisco to be digitized. It will cost over $2 million to do so and many years to complete. To circle back to the Iranian hostage crisis, the hostages were returned on January 20, 1981, and flown into Stewart Air Force Base, which is now Stewart Airport in Newburgh, New York, which is where I went to high school, and then were transported to the Thayer Hotel at West Point, which I worked at for a brief time. I want to thank Atlas Obscura, Fast Company, and make sure to check out Recorder, the Marion Stokes Project, directed by Matt Wolf. If you'd like more strange history on 1979, check out the episode of Ghost Town titled The Who Concert Disaster. If you can rate and review five stars wherever you're listening, it's super helpful. And if you'd like to message me, you can do so on Instagram at StrangeYearPod. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back next week for another episode of Strange Year. Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Ghost Town is me, Rebecca Lieb. And me, Jason Horton. And we explore all kinds of weird history, true crime, hauntings, paranormal events, and more. We cover the Slenderman stabbing, Tesla's death ray, the D.B. Cooper copycat, the cheerleader murder plot, Heaven's Gate, the Lars Midtank mystery, and Tuesday's Child, Ellie's first satanic magazine, just to name a few. You can find Ghost Town on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.